You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Park Fire Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my good friends. Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And we are uh, getting ready for the Arizona Electric Festival. So uh, first of all, we're sorry this is coming out a little late. We uh, did have some technical uh, server difficulties. So uh, Mr. Jay there, he uh, was having some uh, internet (laughs) issues. And now I think we've kind of... Figured that AT&T out. So, was out to before get we get like started, yeah, they were. It, I really is that it? it? Yep, yep. So, anyway, before we get started, how about a word from our sponsors? Three D Aerovictures, adding fun to the RC hobby, one layer at a time. Feeling weak and powerless? Sounds to me like you need A-Power batteries. When someone needs the best, they always choose the A-Team. A-Power batteries. Get on the web and get yours today. And we're back to the Park Fire Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, you know, it's been a kind of an up-and-down week. I've been excited about you guys coming in. And and then uh, today we found some pretty devastating news. So um, we're going to dedicate this podcast to our good friend, uh, RC pilot, um, Big Mike Calloway. And uh, about six days ago, Mike uh, posted that he had had a heart attack and he was going into surgery yesterday. And um, unfortunately, at uh, on the 18th, um, at around three o'clock, um, he's, he passed. So we uh, we got the news and um, kind of spread around, and uh, it kind of hit us especially because we've spent a lot of time with Mike, uh, Big Mike there at the Arizona Electric Festival, and, and uh, we just kind of wanted to take this opportunity to kind of honor him by, you know, talking a little bit about some of the experiences we had and the, the good times that we remember. So, um, you know, for, for me especially, I, I, I loved – all of his stories, you know, where he was, uh, you know, telling us both work-related and RC-related. And um, I think it was uh, even better. He he'd always brought the coolest equipment. Uh, you could always count on him. It was funny because I would talk to him earlier in the year and he'd say, hey, Mike, I'm bringing something special, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, I'd always try to get it out, you know, try to get it out of him. He'd be like, oh, man, you, get, you just have to wait and see. But it was always a big production with him, and, and that was the best part, is that we would show up not knowing what to expect, and then a 14-foot Cessna 172 comes out of the truck, and, you know, now we're watching him stick this thing together. And uh, that particular year was hilarious because he uh, he came over to ask for some tools, and I was like, well, what do you need tools for? He goes, well, i got to modify this, you know, upper wing, and it's not fitting, and and we're like, uh, okay. So we walked over there. Jay and I walked over there, and we started looking around and realized that there's uh, two sections. There, there was like a section in there, and 
the mount that that you slide the the wing tube through, he had reversed them. So oh. he <laughs> he was about to modify this to fit, and I'm like, uh, this is a pre-made kit. You shouldn't have to modify anything. And so as we started, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And they were backwards and upside down. And and uh, anyway, I think he was just so excited and people were distracting him. It wasn't that he was doing anything wrong. But uh, somebody had come up and he's telling stories about this thing and he drops these these little mounts in there and they just did not fit. And uh, he had a great idea. I have to give it to him. He was going to modify this thing and he was telling me all about how this engineering mind was working. You know, I'm going to do this and do this. I was like, eh. That's yeah, just turn not, this whole section around. Right. <laughs> Here you go. Wouldn't that work much better? <laughs> I'm just going to put the trailing edge. You and your the- simple <laughs> answers. I just hate it. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it took about 30 seconds for me to go, you know, this should fit like this. And we rotated him around. And, and then uh, the wing slid right on. The little latches fell into place. And he went, wow. That worked. You just stole hours from him for tinkering. Hours. Hours you know, of enjoyment. Probably yeah. Probably did. Yeah. So anyway, I, I uh, believe it or not, got to maiden the 14-foot Cessna, which was incredible. Uh, he, uh, matter of fact, I got to maiden a lot of uh, a lot of his airplanes. Yeah, I think <laughs> two, the Tucano one, two, and three. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was only two of those, but yes, I did get to, I did get to fly all three of those. Uh, that the one he called Big Blue or something Big like Blue. that. Big yep. Blue, Big Blue, yeah, called yeah. Big Blue, and uh, it was a actually, believe it or not, that version of the Tucano was either a turbine or a gas airplane, and he had converted it to electric. So wow. it had all of the components of a, a gas or a turboprop, and uh, and it had this massive motor, and it was really impressive. And uh, I remember standing out with him, and he would fly it around and just be nervous. And uh, I was standing there one time, and and he says, uh, "I don't got it. I don't got it." And, I'm, <laughs> and I turned to look at him like, "What?" And he's trying. He's literally handing me the radio as the airplane's tumbling out of the sky, and I'm like, "Uh." And so I snatched the radio, and I'm trying to figure out what it's doing, and I recover in about a 90-degree nose down, full throttle, jerk the throttle idle, and I pull up on this thing, and it disappears below the the tree line. And I thought for sure it was going to come up, and I was going to be the hero. As it turned out, there was a cactus that was just <laughs> below the tree line. And, uh, yeah, that was Big Blue 2, I think. So Dream Killer Cactus. Yeah, that killer <laughs> cactus got him. So, and, I, and I felt so bad. And then I was lucky. I got to go out uh, for about two and a half hours and uh, walk the desert with him. Uh, and he was in a boot at that time, I think, yep. too. I remember that, actually, yeah. Chasing a criminal and, uh, and basically hurt his foot. Hurt his foot. And uh, he and I are in the truck, and we go out there. And he wanted to turn his radio off, and I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't ever turn your radio off. We'll find it. And, man, we walked out there for hours, two hours. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start doing this grid pattern until I get back to the field. So he came back. I was out there for about another 30 minutes walking, and I got back, and I was like, yeah, man, I don't know where thing went. And, you know, kudos to him. He was like, all right, well, the desert ate it. Let's go. You know, I got another airplane. Let's get it cranked up and let's go fly it. And I was like, oh, I really feel bad, you know, because that that thing had a lot of components in it. So the next day uh, we went out there and I got this. Actually, Jay, I think, suggested it. And uh, he's like, hey, you should fly the big Cessna and then, you know, see where it went down 
and then kind of head out that direction, you know. So we, because they had flown a drone, you know, that uh, one of those DJI Mavic. Right, right. Gone out there and searched for it. Nobody could find it. And so uh, these guys that were with us or, you know, that was at the electric festival, they're like, hey, man, if you fly that Cessna, we'll drive out there. So I got their cell phone. And then I got into the Cessna and I flew this Cessna in this big wide pattern. And then I, uh, I handed it to Mike and I said, okay, I want you to fly exactly how you normally fly. Well, he flies this big pattern that's way out there and I'm on the, I'm on the radio and I'm like, Hey, you guys see this airplane coming? And he's like, yeah. And I said, uh, okay, well, Mike's going to tell me, you know, when he turns base, the final look straight down, it's right below that. So sure enough, he did. And they're like, Oh, we can see it. Do another lap. And so, <laughs> You know, they're running through the desert trying to find it, and uh, and we're watching the battery voltage, you know, get lower as we're doing these laps, you know, because they're huge. I mean, it's not a small airplane, so it does take up a lot of room. And um, anyway, sure enough, we flew over that, and uh, I hear this, got it, and they hung up. And uh, about 20 minutes later, they show up with Big Blue. And uh, that's that's when I found out Arches that uh, parts. I found out that there was a cactus sitting right there. It was much shorter, but, yeah, I just caught it with the wingtip, and it flung it. And uh, had I been about a second sooner, I probably would have pulled it out of there, brought it back, and I'd have been a hero for the day. But but anyway, it was a good experience. And, uh, I, have, I have to give it up to Big Mike because he took it in stride. I mean, that was a lot of time, energy, and effort, money, and that was number two. And uh, he he took it like, you know, a champ. He was like, yep, you know, it happens. And, and I think what he said was, I'm not going to call it that anymore. Yes. Yeah, he said right. he's going to change the name. Change like, the name maybe me. it's the name. Maybe the name jinxed it. I think it's what. That's well, what I will tell you that the big, uh, the, he won an award that year for that Cessna because uh, he uh, obviously is in law enforcement or, or was. And, and so he, um, he made it a drug you know, kind of cartel or a drug runner. <laughs> and, uh, we had a lot of fun with that. He brought it, what, two, three, three years? Two or three years, years, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And he kept adding and, things uh, to it every year. year. Yeah, and he would add, you know, like fish or game. And so last year when we went out, uh, and this was the best best time because we we went to, to Shannon uh, Gallagher, who's we've had on the podcast before. He's the uh, contest director there, the president of the club that, holds the Arizona Electric Festival. And he was looking for, you know, demos for the new show. And so I told him, I was like, man, too bad we don't have someone that, you know, can fly a jet. And then we could do like a, you know, smuggler's blues kind of thing. Because what Mike had done is actually put a pod on the bottom of the Cessna that opened up with a flip of the switch. And these dudes come flying out of there and parachute down. So he was transporting human, you know, human trafficking. He was, was getting these drug dealers. Cars. He had the best imagination because he could find this stuff. And you're just like, how did you even think of this? And then he modified his plane to do it. He put new wheels on it to make it a little taller so the pod would clear. And uh, so anyway, we walked over there and, and Shannon's like, hey, man, I have Smuggler's Blues right on my iPhone. We can play this. And Pat Gagnon has a MIG, you know, that he could fly a cap over it. And so for the noon demo... Uh, we pushed this out and, and, you know, Shannon did this big thing about, Hey man, you know, I think the, they're uh, scrambling cause we got a smuggler and they're smuggling, you know, contraband and, and this airplane is four, I think it's 14 feet wide, right? It's 14 yeah. foot wings. Yeah. yeah. It is massive. And, you know, we'll have to post some pictures of, it, but it is, it is just huge airplane. And 
Big Mike <laughs> pushes it right to the like like he he thinks that I'm going to taxi down right and then take off like a normal airplane. But this is a smuggler's airplane. So as soon as the smuggler's blues song comes on, I put full flaps and hammered the throttle, which this thing has massive amounts of power. It runs off of like two five- or six-cell batteries. I mean, it's like a 12-cell battery. This thing literally went across the runway, not down the runway like a normal airplane, but across the runway from where we were standing at the pilot's box straight across, and I, I pulled it off the ground and just hugged the ground in ground effect and went right over the fence and made the turn. And I literally felt the air get sucked out of around me because Mike just saw his airplane just going, you know, cheese grater through the fence, you know, when I took off because it was not what he was expecting. And, you know, the song's playing and I'm flying through the cactus and, and uh, Pat Gagnon's up, up you know, kind of doing his thing. And anyway, it was uh, it was a good time for me. I had a great time. And then. You know, he was giving me pointers about how to, come, okay, come on down the runway, flip this switch, and the guys will drop out. So, uh, fortunately, they worked. Uh, the first go around, both guys came out, and uh, both parachutes came down. The second time we lost one of them, they didn't pack their chute very well. <laughs> well and, you know, uh, human it, trafficking. It, it failed to open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> human traffickers. So, anyway. But the crowd loved it. It, it was, was the a, cocaine or the parachute, one or the yeah, other. Well, you know? and I got to get rid of that guy, you know. So, but it was a great time. I loved flying his airplanes. Um, I think one of the other stories for me before I get to the other guys, but uh, he brought uh, what was that? That jet, the EDF jet. It was a was a Scorpion? Uh, I, I think, think he had so. A yeah, Scorpion. that was like that was yeah that was a few years ago for the Scorpion. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Anyway, he brought it, and they got there at night, and he was putting it all together. And uh, anyway, it's a motion RC airplane. It's kind of, it's red and white, and uh, I think it may have been called a Scorpion or something like that. And uh, anyway, he's like, hey, Mike, you know, why don't you fly this thing and trim it all out for me? Because he always wanted me to trim things for him. And, and so I said, yeah, sure. So I took off, and I flew around, and uh, <laughs> I lowered the landing gear, and unfortunately – we're looking, you know, into the sun, and Mike says, <laughs> I mean, Jay, Jay couldn't stop. He choked and laughing so hard. I, I can't remember what, exactly what the words were, but he said, he said something like, oh, oh, my gosh, where did it go? And just out of a, just, you know, one of those, you know, smart aleck remarks, I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mike just saw his whole airplane just go, you know, he was like, what? You know? <laughs> It wasn't that I didn't know, I didn't see the airplane, but it was just, it disappeared. You know I mean? I, I knew where it was. I, I, I just kept it going and coming, but, but the, the look on his face and just his expression about, you know, when I said, yeah, I don't, he goes, where'd he go? I was like, I don't know. I don't know where it went. <laughs> it was funny. Jay was over there choking, laughing so hard, but, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, I, I hate the fact that it, you know, that, uh, he passed away just, just a weeks before, uh, right, easy possible, but yeah, it would have uh, been good to see him. Yeah, it would have been good to see him, and but uh, but anyway, that's off the top of my head. Those are some pretty, you know, cool stories for me. I don't know what you guys remember from flying with him, but uh, uh, I think Mike. Well, I don't, I don't remember any details, but I do remember him telling quite a few stories about work-related things that he got involved in, and yeah. uh, always thinking to myself. This guy lives a charmed life. 
you know, just, <laughs> exactly. just the kind of things that he did and, uh, you know, stuff that was going on. It's like, and he just was like, yep. And that's the way it is. And it was amazing to, to listen to him tell the stories. Yeah. Say. And yeah. you know what? He could have been telling me fibs. I have no way of knowing, but it was, <laughs> he did a great job of telling the story. So he was a good storyteller. I don't think he was telling fibs, but I, it, you are correct. There were a lot of things that, they were good. They were good stories. At the end of the night, when he would talk about work-related issues, um, you helped him fly the big uh, seven thirty-seven looking airplane, though. I thought that. Yeah, was I can't remember. He he gave it some kind of funny name too, because it had that funny coloring he put on it. Yeah, it was like it every was like color. A, job. Eth- yeah, but know, it looked like the it looked like uh, the Jamaican or or uh, ganja or yeah, not ganja, but uh, uh, what's no, it was the Ghana, Ethiopia. Ghana. It looked like Ethiopian. or Ethiopian. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, Ethiopian. One of those. But I remember, I do remember flying that with him, and we were. I, I think, I think he was flying it. I didn't, I didn't fly it. I was just talking to him, and he was flying. All of a sudden, it, it I think it got behind him. Mm, it did and, uh, over the parking lot. I think, and right? you know, that can be, it can be scary to have something like that happen if you're not used to it. And he was had a little bit of a panic. And I said, just, it'll be fine, Mike. Just let it fly. You don't need to make any changes. Turn a little bit right. You know, we just kept making them move it away away from the behind us, right, as best we right. could. And once it was fully behind us, like, all right, just leave it behind us, but fly at level. Yeah. And then when you get past everything, we can turn and manage. I think he ended up, you know, turning around in his spot so that he, he could see yeah, I think so, because I walked up just about that time you guys were facing yeah, the parking lot, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. what are y'all looking at? And I looked at the <laughs> <laughs> airplane's over the highway over there. I was like, uh, that's the wrong direction there, fellas. So Yeah, but he was handling at that point, you know, he, it's like, okay, you got it, you got it, and he's like, okay, it'll be fine, and, and he ended up turning, going around it and landing it right right after that. Yeah, yeah he did I don't think job. he wanted to fly the rest he, of the day, though. Yeah, he was pretty nervous. I think he was shaking, but uh, that, that airplane was cool. It had a sound system on it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so, yeah. There was actually a couple of airplanes of his that had sound systems. They were pretty neat. Well, didn't one of them, like, play through Bluetooth or something? Like, it it, it had, like, Bluetooth transmit or something? May have. Is that right? Yeah, he was. I don't or, know. Or he was that maybe just his radio that he had it on or something? I just don't remember. Yeah. He had... Uh, he had a couple of things that were that were pretty cool. I mean, he was he was really kind of a genius when it come to putting that kind of stuff together. He he really yeah. loved building. He loved. I think he loved building better than he loved flying. I think and, he, and it's amazing he often said that. I don't really want to fly it. I just want to build it. Right. And and he would always tell us, you know, he's oh, I like watching you fly. You know, hey, come on over and fly this. And I, I think I honestly flew every airplane in his inventory, at least once, sometimes twice. But uh, but he did a fabulous job. I, I always liked flying his airplanes. They were always so stable. They're big. They're just he did such a good job with them. And, and you know the 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 crazy part is that we only know the airplane side. But he was a helicopter pilot too. Yeah, that was he his main thing. Was helicopters. Helicopters. Yeah, he had all kinds of helicopter stuff, and he would tell us helicopter stories too, which were amazing. Um, you know, he'd go out there and crash that thing, rebuild it, crash it, rebuild it. And I'm like, dang, man, that's that's some dedication. Because about third crash, I'd be like, all right, trash, going back to airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Well, like you said, big well, what, gun, uh, big planes. That, yeah. Well, like I said, this guy, you know, for Big Mike, I don't think he owned a park flyer. In fact, I think the only time he did anything park flyer size was um, maybe it was for one of the noontime shows that we were doing. Uh, and it was for the, um, oh, we were having, it was uh, like the last plane flying. You know, they were flying the, uh, you know, everybody throws up an airplane and the last person, to, you know. Yeah, you had like a slow stick or something. Oh, yeah, it was it was a, that's that's what it was, the slow yeah, it was the combat slow, slow stick. stick, and and so uh, you know you had to cut off the ribbon or whatever. And uh, I remember flying that with him. And at the time, like you said, he he had found a slow stick to bring out there, um, and he was just like, "Yeah, I, you know, I just kind of threw this thing together, and you know." And I'm like, "Well, did you fly it or test it out or do it?" Uh, yeah, right now, <laughs> I'm just like, well, <laughs> "Well, nothing better than trying to you know f- go into a contest and uh, first time you put the plane together and you know." figured out the weight and balance uh when you're out there flying and the funny part was right. you know uh you know i if i remember correctly he was in the top three by the time we came you know got done with the contest so and it was you I know maybe so. not so much for skill as it was uh you know b- trying to keep i, the I plane think he was alive. just trying to keep the plane in the air yeah yep. and, he, and he was able to avoid everybody because of it right because yep. no, nobody would nobody could see that he was flying any kind of regular pattern he, he was so erratic and it wasn't because of his flying ability it was just because he couldn't keep the damn thing in the air yep yep but uh you know the big thing is i, I remember about the guy too is from when we first met him you know because he was down in the end and you know since he had such big complex planes you know you, you just don't know about people like that when you first you know you're looking at their stuff how they're going to be about you know when you start asking them questions some some people don't want to answer a lot of questions or whatever and he just had one of those personalities you know, he just wanted to talk to you, explain stuff to you. You know, if you were willing to listen, he was willing to talk. And and luckily, you know, everything that he had, that he said was um, it was funny and he was a jovial guy. He was in a great mood. Like you said, even after he had disasters, he still was in a good mood. And most people tend to be super pissed off to want to talk, you know, that type of thing. And he would just kind of laugh it off and be like, yeah, well, you know, I got another one at the house, you know. <laughs> So, so I'll put it together. Hey, you shouldn't I'll really put it talk about me uh, on air, Jay, Jay like that. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, being pissed off and stuff, you know. You shouldn't <laughs> be talking about me. Like I thought, I thought that I thought that was something we were going to keep between us. Why do you, why oh, do you have yeah. to say that? Well, what can I say? I speak the truth, my friend. I can't help it. Yeah, slips out. But know, right? like you said, I loved I loved the Cessna that he had. The part that I liked about that plane was the little small details, like the little Pete's boxes, yeah. and and he had yeah. all, and he had all the junk food boxes. So, folks, just so you yeah. understand, we'll we'll see if we can dig up some pics. But he had he had went out and printed or got made these specialty little boxes, like Twinkie boxes, pizza boxes, you know, different snack food boxes, you know packages and all that kind of stuff and he had them made so they could put them all throughout you know the airplane like of course the smugglers eating junk food as he's flying and just throwing it in the back right. and it was just little right. details like that that just made you know the stuff that he did really whimsical and fun and you know i just i really appreciated as much detail as he put into the aircraft he put into the little small things that were just you know kind of mundane in the plane but it added to the whole effect so if you yeah. got half the joy out of building those things uh and doing the detail they did that he seemed to have when he was talking about them yeah. and that, that guy was happy all the time because i mean that's mm-hmm. all he did all day long as far as i could tell is you know when he wasn't do- working he was he was building on his planes and 
And like I said, if he, if he was smiling while he was doing it, thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. I mean, I think he got, he, I think he got at least one award, maybe uh, an award each year. One was for the biggest wing, I think. And the other one was for like the detail or whatever. I can't remember what the best model award, whatever. Yeah. I mean, how could he, he I mean, it would have been amazing if he hadn't won it because right. that was, that was a, that was a high bar he set. Yeah, it really was hard to compete, you know, with that. And uh, I think last year was the first time he showed up with the shark bait, the body in the back of the thing. Was that's <laughs> oh, right. that's right. I forgot about that. That's yeah, right. and he had it he, was wrapped. Had, like, it was wrapped. Remember, yeah, it, had, yeah. it had and, it, and he had little tw twine on it or something for yeah. rope or yeah. something. Oh my god! I was like, oh lord! And I think he even wrote on there shark bait. So it was like <laughs> like yeah. like in uh, like a red ink or something. It's like oh and my then, lord. Uh, and because of COVID, he had a whole bunch of toilet paper in the back, too. He was smuggling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. Oh who gosh. was uh, – who Who did the uh, night flight with him uh, with the with the um, walrus? Because he had, he brought a walrus out there. Did he? What, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. It would have been all of us. I mean, I, I, assure, I, I assume we would have all went to the line, and I probably didn't have my tail – uh, which is pretty consistent. In fact, I'm just going to declare right now: I'm not bringing my tail. I'm going to just—I'll bring the rest of it again, but I'm not bringing the tail. L Luckily, Mike still has. Yeah, you have that one I made last time, so that's. Yeah, you know, since the move, I don't know. I can't guarantee I can find it, but I still—I uh -oh. still have. It. All right, yeah. well, start looking. I mean, because <laughs> you know, I think I know where it's Start right now. <laughs> start right now. Yeah, because we're getting close. So yeah, we're like we couldn't close. make another one though. We're pretty good at it. So <laughs> I say we make another um, plan with this time. The first okay. year he, I think it was one of the, the the first years we did a night fly, and he was out there just really excited about it. And I think the next year he brought a walrus, because that was the year we were playing the game, you know, where you you know the stealth game where you turn it off and on. Anyway, he uh, he brought the walrus, and uh, I thought you guys were helping. Maybe it was me, but uh, one of us was helping him. And I remember that that he didn't want to fly it at night because he hadn't trimmed it or anything <laughs> and it's one of those that i i remember walking up there and you guys were talking to him but i was like hey wait a second uh you're supposed to do all the test flying in the daytime you don't wait till <laughs> nighttime to try it but i think you flew it anyway weren't, weren't we at like dusk i, I think, I think I i'm not remembering it's like the sun was just about to drop and you're like i got enough time Ding, yeah. you toss it up in the air and you're like flying it. it yeah that sounds mm -hmm. like Normal. That was probably good. Well, the the best part about the story is that we got it flying, and we let him fly it. And of course, he was like, "Yeah, this is this sucks. I can't see it." You know, it just he he didn't know where it was going, and so we were you know kind of laughing about that. So the very next year, oh, I know what it was. He couldn't find the runway. He, he was like, "How do you see the runway?" And I go, "Well, it's right here in front of you. Just land <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity." You know, and he's like, "No, no, that's that can't be." And so the very next year. Uh, and I remember this because my wife came out during the night. Oh, with the lights. Yeah. He brought out like little runway lights and put the run. <laughs> he's, he's got these LED runway lights and he's walking around the runway while all these guys are flying. Now it's pitch black. So these guys are walking, you know, you can't see anything. They're all lit up and he's walking around in the dark setting these lights out and you could see him because he has all the lights on him. So everybody could avoid him. But once he set the last light down, you know, it, it, 
you have no idea. You can't see each other. You know, more or less, somebody is standing on the runway. So uh, there was a little bit of a Frogger game going on where he was kind of trying to get across the runway while people were flying down the runway because now they have runway lights, right? They're edge identifying lights. And uh, anyway, my wife was really devastated when she uh, she heard the news as well because she spent a lot of time that year, you know, hanging out with him at the at the night fly because. He was all excited about these lights that he had found, and uh, I don't even know where he got them, but they were little, like, cone-looking things that, you know, flashed, and they, they looked just like a runway, and uh, everybody loved cool. them. That yeah, was pretty cool, and uh, and so I, I think he flew, that year he flew the the um, the airplane once or twice, but I don't think he was com- as comfortable at night, you know, flying it, so. But, well, I, uh, I think, didn't he have... Didn't he have uh, night vision issues? Like he, I think he didn't. He say that he was like yeah. challenged by yeah, the lack of he the light, have. which is why he wanted the yeah. runway lights, just because he's struggling right. enough to see his feet. You know, yeah. let alone. Yeah. I mean, he was a tall guy, so I guess I understand that. Yeah, but at the same it. time, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong about that. I just that's just well, a, I, ha- I have to memory. say too that uh, out of all the guys, he was he was always thinking about you not himself and we we were helping him jay and i were helping him with something and it was either it it was either an edf or maybe it was the l39 because i think he got an l39 too right and and uh or, or one of the other jets anyway jay and i were messing with it we were sitting over there it was noon you know they were doing the demo all that stuff next thing you know he comes back with an armful of hot dogs. Yep. Do you remember that? And he's yep. like, here you go. Here's a hot dog for you, hot dog for you. And we're like, uh, yeah, we didn't eat hot dogs. No, no, you guys were busy working. But but it was the fact that he had thought about us and that the fact that it was noon and we were working for him, doing something, and he was nice enough to go buy lunch and uh, and bring it over to us. So we uh, had hot dogs that year. And and uh, normally we camped there. So we, we actually had you know, lunch ready for us out in the, in the camper. But, uh, he was nice enough to do that. And, uh, it was always fun. You know, he always thought about it. Smoothies too. He he was a smoothie guru, man. He loved smoothies. So it, uh, it was always fun to be around big bite. It's true. So you're going to miss him. Yeah. It's kind of sad. While the, uh, Arizona electric festival is right around the corner. And I think, uh, I just, you know, kind of chatted with, uh, Shannon and I exchanged some messaging, uh, and I do think uh, that they are going to uh, reach out and do a you know special uh, event. I don't know if it's a flyby or an award or whatever it is, but uh, he said they will do a tribute to uh, to Big Mike Callaway uh, at the Arizona Electric Festival. So, uh, Big Mike, we're going to miss you. It's uh, I know you're probably flying RCs uh, wherever you are, and uh, it you know I have to admit he fl- he had a great life. Uh, great stories, and he was just overall fun to be around. So we're gonna miss him. So, but uh, with that said, um, you guys are coming out a couple of days. Yeah. So getting excited. Yeah, it uh, is gonna be exciting. I'm getting all prepared. I actually uh, got uh, you know trying to get my shop uh, organized and get all that stuff. Uh, had my dad helping me. My dad's in town, and oh really. Up. Some stuff together. Yeah, my parents came in and got to help us out. We got the motorhome garage so you know, kind of put together at least where we could get the motorhome in and clean it and you know get it packed up and 
emptied my trailer, so we got. Uh, you, you made him stay in the motorhome, right? <laughs> no, they <laughs> that's, have what I, that's what I was thinking too. Just built this big old house, but hey, folks, you can stay right on out yeah. there in the garage. Just in the motorhome. Yeah. <laughs> you can call us up. It'll be in the garage, so it'll be fine. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. Just remember, if you start it up when you get cold, open up the doors. Uh, open that's the good. garage door. You don't want to suffocate yourself. <laughs> no, actually, uh, it was funny you say that because I told my uh, my in laws, right, my wife's parents. I told them they came up and they said, "Hey, we're going to come down and see you in in the new house." And I said, "Perfect. I got a." Uh, two-man tent that I got out in the back of the fifth, you know, <laughs> the fifth acre sitting way out there that you guys are ready to come out and send. My wife wasn't happy. No? Uh, she was like, oh, so your parents get to stay in the house. My parents have to stay in a pup tent? You know, and I was like, hey, man. I'm just it's a large you. pup tent. What are you talking about? <laughs> King size. Kind of, I mean, you could cooler. just you could just tell her Mike Barcelona's going to stay out there. It's, if it's good enough for Mike, it's got to be good enough for everybody else, right? <laughs> everybody else. So. Anyway, that's pretty funny. And Mike would be happy to have it. That's right. Yeah, you got a pup tent. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know it's kind of a side card. note. It's, yeah, it's kind of a side note. But my mom is, you know, you you guys. I don't know if Mike's met my mom. No, yeah, I haven't. Jay knows, he Jay knows my mom. Yeah, right. And so my mom can't stand still for two seconds. She's got to have something. She's got to be doing something, right? And so, you know, I live on five acres. So I look out this morning, and she's out there with a rake filling holes okay. in the dirt. She, she'd be and content I, all day long. <laughs> no, she would. But she's doing it standing within arm's reach of my tractor. <laughs> and I said, I opened the door, and I said, hey, get out. I don't care how many holes you think you're going to be able to fill. That tractor can make short work of those holes. So we wound up actually putting her on the tractor and letting her drive the tractor around and fill some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you That's go. Cool. All right. Yeah. So she yeah. must have been so, happy. Uh, she was incredibly happy, a little nervous, uh, but I showed her how to use the Gannon, and uh, and I put the rippers on it, and I said, look, if you can drive this tractor all over these five acres, just drop this thing and, you know, drag these uh, these ripping teeth through the, the soil. And then whatever you tear up out there, we'll all come and clean up later. So it's just kind of fun. So my dad and I were sitting on the back porch watching my mother, you know, 78 years old. She's driving this tractor around just having a blast. So I told her, I was like, yeah, it's better than a rake, you know, because she (laughs) does it to keep busy. But uh, my dad's like, how long are you going to let her sit out there on that tractor? I was like, man, until it runs out of gas. I don't care. I was just going to say. (laughs) If it it makes her happy, I'm happy. You know, she's doing me a favor. I don't have to sit on it for 25 hours, you know, ripping up the acreage. So it was pretty fun. But so anyway, they're here uh, this week, and they're spending a little time with us to see the great stuff. So, yeah, we're excited. And uh, my dad was really impressed with the shop, and uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know if Mike saw it. I'm going to reach back here. Uh, I already showed it to Jay, but uh, I had my garage, oh, I'm kind of tangled up here. I had my garage floor done, and so I had, the guys were out, oh, now I'm really tangled. Uh, they were here, and uh, <laughs> in the, heck, okay, there we go. Anyway, I... Uh, See, I'll grab this one. This is the uh, the elevator. So uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see this. But this is the new L39. And I don't know if you can see, Mike. You can kind of see the weather. I can't. Yeah. And then uh, I did the underside to look a little uh-huh. bit, you know. And I didn't go crazy on this one uh, like I did on the, uh, on the A10. Uh, the A10, I really, you know, aggressively went, uh, went to that because, you know, the A10 is a messy airplane and, it looks dirty all the time. 
But the L39, this is a Russian scheme. Uh, here's the wing. I went ahead and did the wing. Uh, you can kind of see it, the, the star. It's got some of those streaks on it, looks, and there's the underside of it. So I uh, I thought maybe one of the podcasts this year in our season after the Electric Festival is over, it would be kind of cool to maybe talk a little bit about weathering techniques because there are several uh, YouTube channels and a couple of guys that are out there that actually teach, you know, how to weather. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and it's <clears throat> it's not as difficult as, you know, as people make it out to be. And it makes a huge difference in what the airplane looks like. I bet as it far flies as a lot faster. Point. No, it doesn't fly faster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> got to paint the right no, colors. When I got faster. new sneakers, yeah, I mean, when I got new sneakers or a haircut, I definitely ran faster. <laughs> no question. Well, the haircut, maybe. <laughs> you swam faster, anyway. Uh I, let's see. When was the last time you got a haircut? Really? I mean, come on now. <laughs> All of us are having this issue here. But. This one? Just yesterday. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Tink. Yeah. <laughs> the barber charged me $50. That's right. Uh, For what? Mm-hmm. But there are, there are several, uh, there's several weathering techniques. And uh, this one that I'm using is a graphite based. And, uh, you know, you can just, what I do is I do the panel lines and then, you know, use a little, uh, I use some uh, uh, lighter fluid. And, uh, you well, know, that's not safe. Kind of... Well, I'm not smoking while I'm doing it. So. <laughs> it's uh, what is it called? How do you hold it without burning yourself? Yeah, the lighter. It's, not, <laughs> uh, it's just the fluid. Anyway, the uh, and you just kind of streak it, and it puts you know little streaks from the the pencil. But uh, it's kind of funny. I went through literally almost a box of pencils, uh, just you know, kind of. Because I didn't have a sharpener here, and I was—I t- didn't want to, you know, go run in the other room try to find it. It's probably in my wife's office, but so I was being lazy, and I didn't have—I couldn't trip through the garage because they were putting the epoxy floor on it. So I just grabbed a whole <laughs> handful of pencils, and I wore the pencil, you know, down till it was—it was a nub, and then I threw it, you know, in the pile and got the next one. So this next go around, I have to go back and sharpen all my pencils. I, di- I didn't use the whole pencil; I just used all the lead on it, so there's no more lead. Because it, uh, you know, you're drawing in there and causing little scrapes. But you just put lead, and then you know, go to the doctor afterwards for lead poisoning. So I was going to say you're gonna have graphite poisoning here, bud. Yeah, I know, but I, you know, I was thinking you'll do everything guys. smoothly. I, I, I will. <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, I don't. I don't uh, exhibit any signs of graphite poisoning yet. So that's good. <laughs> what What is the sign of graphite poisoning, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Jay, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, huh, I don't know. My teeth fall out. I, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? So, but, but anyway, uh, what do you guys? Uh, let's see, Mike, you're actually flying in, so you're probably going to bring kind of the standard stuff in your in your secret what, golf. Yeah, I, I I'm going to bring the the um a night owl, I guess is what, is that what it's called, night owl uh without the tail, of course. And oh, then no. uh I don't have a fun jet anymore cuz I lost that. Yeah, that's true. You lost that in North Carolina, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yep, I did. Are you talking about the night and, walrus? Uh, night walrus, sorry. Yeah, I said owl, but walrus. Yeah. yeah. Night walrus. And uh I have a multiplex shark. I, I I don't know if I'll bring it, but I I might bring that. It's just sort of a little kind of a glider. Yeah. Thing, so well that's kind of cool yeah 
And then you but, have some but not, not much else from there. You, you do yeah. have a couple of kits here. I mean, I don't know if we have time to build them when you, you get here, but I don't know. Maybe we can see what we can Well, do. I mean, let me know what we need for the for, for the hacker one so I can bring uh, bring parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll look at yeah, and, and exactly this year, Mike, if – AK, Mike, if you want this year, since I'm driving my trailer out, I can bring it back with me, and then the next time you come down, you know, you can pick it up. That's so, what, yeah, that's exactly what I told him. I said, you yeah, know, I can store them for idea. a year, and now you can store them for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam said, in my storage unit for almost a year. Because uh, it, it, it has been. We uh, we actually did sold some of the what we picked up at last year's festival. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's been an yeah. actual yeah. year. But that's okay. I mean, you know, we've flown other things. And I, um, I, I've i got all my airplanes out. I realize some of them are in need of repair. And, and um, you know, I've, I've been – I realized it's very difficult to store my Python the pits python it's just yeah. big enough it doesn't fit like on the shelf because the landing gear hangs off one side i can't put it you know long ways on the shelf because the tail hits the wall i have to stand it up on its nose and now it you know it's like how do i where do i put this so i don't know you probably can't see it but uh hey there it is way over there in the corner see it over there it's uh actually hanging on the <laughs> on the rafter or on the what do you call those the the shutters so there's a workbench over there, and I have it sitting on the workbench at the moment. So, But uh, I tried everywhere to figure out where to put that thing, and I, I just couldn't. So anyway. Yeah, there's hardly any room there, there, so I can imagine it must be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is no room. I don't. I ran out of room. What can I say? It's time to build a new shop. I need another. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a little add yeah. You should have made a modular. So she'd go, well, what's this door here for? Oh, for after I fill this up, and just put the. <laughs> We bring the other room, you know, back on extended a trailer. Another twenty extended. feet. Yep. Yeah. I get these twenty. Actually, feet you know modular. that's funny because uh, my wife said uh, while she was in here, you know, kind of, I kind of got everything. It's not quite organized just yet. I still have a couple things to do, and so I've got stuff sitting on my, you know, that I'm working on, and I got a table over that's got a bunch of crap sitting on it that I need to get off just so I can use the table. And uh, my wife's like, hmm, looks like you need a little more room. And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, who would have thought that all this stuff was in my other house? It just was hidden. Like it was under the bed, in the closet, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, Jay yeah. would come over and I'd just be like, yeah, it's probably in that closet or the closet in the other room or in the garage, you know, one of the three. And so now it's all <laughs> I, I wonder if you'd do me a favor, though. I'd really appreciate if you would figure this out. Before we arrive, um, before Jay shows up, I'd like to sort of start placing things in the kitchen. You know, just certain like <laughs> tools or like a box of stuff, whatever. Just like one or two yeah. items, like not too many. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to make her mad at you, but you know, just start piling things out there, and and it's like, oh, what's that? Oh, I'm gonna take care of that later, you know. And just sort of make a a, a little pile going. That way, when Jay comes in, okay, we're ready to build, and then start in the kitchen. And then I think, you know, that would just be a good way to say hi. Well, I think the good news is you have a spare bedroom, so when my divorce is finalized, I can just come and hang out with you. <laughs> That's true. I do, it is open for you, Mike. It is available. Uh, yeah. So anyway, she was telling me that when I needed a new some new room, you know, she's like, ah, it looks like you need a little extra room. Uh, she was like, am I going to come home and find a 40-foot trailer or a 40-foot uh, container attached to the back door? Because I have a back door to the shop that goes outside. And she was looking That's a really at good it. Good idea. I, I saw her. She measured it, so she knows that a forty-foot container would fit perfectly right behind the shop, 
And as I opened the door, I could just walk right in. And so she's like, sure, uh, sure. I don't, I better not come back and find that attached to the house. <laughs> so I was like, no, that's where no, the pool's no, going, going, isn't it? Well, it's close. Yeah, this could be your indoor pool. It could be. So actually, Jay had a good idea. He said I could just bury it and put some stairs right here, and then I could just go down the stairs and right go down into it. She would it. never see it, so it wouldn't be that. Uh, that that's right. It's out of, out of sight, your, out of mind. Could be your base, your basement shooting gallery or something, right? Yeah, right. that's true. We could do that too. So anyway, it's been kind of fun, but uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of nice. I uh, you know working on the L thirty nine, I um, I was able to kind of open stuff and just say, hey, look here it is, and put it back and. I got a few more shelves to build and some items, some boxes to to unpack. But I think once I get most of that undone, I, you know, my my dad's here is going to help me build a shelf. But uh, I think by the time you guys get here, it'll be it'll be good. We can all three work in the shop and not run into each other and don't have to step on each other. So, so 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 seeing the size of that place, uh, you know, we got a chance to walk through the the house before it was built. You know, walking on the platform, the the. the, the the cement floor there, there. Yeah. yeah and uh i was thinking, I was thinking what if you just put a carousel floor, floor here here and that way you could have, have like, like all these all different things it's sort of sort of you know you can you just know, you spin can the carousel you wouldn't have to go anywhere in the room you could just be at your work you know everybody has their own workbench yeah, yeah, that's four good. or five workbenches around this carousel thing and then you just yeah. spin the carousel for whatever you need you know that would be neat yeah, Turn it for servos, you know. <laughs> got to get an engine. Here it goes. <laughs> Jet engines, you know, EDFs, uh, regular regular motors, waterproof you know. servos. Oh, there, there we go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, to, to we could step it up and just put Alexa in charge of that, and then you could just say, "Hey, Alexa, I need turbine." Alexa, I need I need waterproof servos. Yeah, that spins that around. That is in aisle and seven, bay fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the thing could be like 13 feet tall and so you'd have this ladder that kind of traveled around the outside of it that way running low up, on you know, 9 gram servos running low on 9 gram servos <laughs> automatically ordered yes <laughs> we have payroll deducted your order <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to go to work. And my wife is like, "What is this payroll deduction that's going to Alexa?" Mike, I'm pretty sure you have engineer friends. I'm pretty sure you have engineer friends that can help you figure that out. Like, are they slacking? I mean, why aren't they over there helping you figure this stuff out? Because I feel like they let you down. Staying at arm's length for those guys for the moment. So yeah, just what I need. He's got to recoup some of his costs. Yes, that's exactly right. So, but uh, I did get some stuff uh, in the mail. I ordered. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I ordered these. Um, these are brake gyros. They came from Banana Hobby. They're a company called uh, uh, Brake A-S-S-A. Gyros. SN SN. Yeah, brake gyros. So, uh, what the brake gyros do? They come in a little package. You can see it right there. It's. Uh, I think it's a AG AG sixty three Pro uh, brake gyro. So normally you have a regular gyro, and then uh, you can actually put a he- like a heading hold in that gyro. But what sure. these do is that they're actually I have electric brakes on the L39, and so normally when you when you engage the brakes, they they engage. One may engage electrically harder than the other, right? So you you may get a little bit of wobble when you hit the switch because unlike air brakes that can pulse. 
the the electric actually start grabbing and they get harder and harder and harder, right? So it's the amount That's of electricity cool. into them. So so it goes a little bit and they grab and then it goes more and more and more electricity. That magnet starts, you know, as you start slowing down, it gets harder and harder. So like if you actually come to a stop, you can't move the airplane because the magnets are holding the wheel in. I mean, you could move it, but you'd be dragging it. Well, unfortunately, because the electricity is coming down there at different, you know, pulses, then what, what this gyro does is it looks at how much electricity is going to each brake, and then it will counteract that with a steering. So it's an anti-lock, and at the same time, it'll keep the nose going. So if this, if this breaks harder, right, if this breaks harder, it's going to... That's gonna, what the gyro is for. That makes sense. So it's going to immediately correct that hold. Uh, so when the wheel touches down, that's that's the linear line it's going to stay on, regardless of how the brakes actuate. And uh, so your brakes could be actuating at different rates, but the heading is going to maintain it because the gyro is going to make sure that all this cool. fancy stuff yeah, back in my day, we just that. threw a brick out the back. <laughs> you hit a button, the brick would fall down, it would drag, and you'd stop. And sometimes it went to the crowd, and you hit some people. But hey, we <laughs> laughed it off. You put, you just laughed, you just dusted yourself off. Uh, put some put some pressure right. on that blood and on the wound, and then you got up. It's, yeah, that was that was more yeah, fun. Nowadays, your kids it. got uh, all these fancy things. We had things. the stretcher standing by. It was fine. <laughs> that stretcher. Yeah, that's right. Stretcher. Look at all the people who went out of business for the stretcher. People went out of business and lost all that money. Look at what <laughs> you create something. Put all those people out of work. You put them people out of work. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it. Uh, I've actually flown this on uh, on the little on the turbine L thirty nine that Barry has. The little. Um, Global Jet Club one, and it works fabulous. I'm really actually shocked at how it works. And it was a fairly reasonable price. So I got one of those. And then uh, for the wings, this is kind of new. This is a hacker product. Uh, it is called, um, well, I don't speak German, but um, basically it uh, it's a 16-pin wing adapter. So I don't know if you can see it there, but you can see that it's got 16 pins. And so there's one on one side that goes in the wing, one that goes into the body. They got the pins that are included. There's the pins. Uh, it is made by HackerMotor.com. And um, anyway, it's uh, two millimeter by five millimeter pins, and then you put them together. So on, you on put the that in your motor? <clears throat> no, you actually put one in the wing, and it runs the lights, the landing gear, the brakes, the elevate or the uh, ailerons, and the flaps. So, uh, so all no of wires. Those wires Right. right, all those wires come to the edge, and then they go into this little unit, which now just barely sticks out. And then when you push the wing in, you know they can connect. Now, some of the airplanes, when you push the wings in, they they'll actually work. But on this L thirty nine, it's got landing gear doors, and the gear has to be down to push the wing together. So I can't make it where it matches wing to wing. I have to actually have one that pulls out so I can connect it. Drop the gear, then push the wings together. So, huh. so anyway, we're going to give it a try. It's a <clears throat> not a new product, but it's a product that I found because I was doing research on you know how do I do this? I you know do I make five different you know connectors? They have this product called Quick Connect, and uh, you know it's a quick click, and it's there's eight of them, and so or, or you can get six of them. Uh, the most you can get is twelve because you can get two rows of six. And then uh, the problem is now is that I have 16 wires that are coming out of that, uh, just that one wing, and, you know, for lights, brakes, all that kind of good stuff. And so 
I'm missing two. I would have to do two separate, you know, quick clicks. And this one allows me to do it all in one, so I can just push it together and then drop the gear, push it in. Cool. So when I get it installed uh, and see how it works, uh, we can do a review on that uh, later this year. But uh, other than that, it's uh, it's been a good build. I, ha- I have all those new products in, and I uh, thought I had one more item that came in, but maybe not. I'm, I'm sure there's an Amazon box around there laying around there somewhere. So you know, it's probably it's a, a oh, yeah. probably it's a like foldable night waller's tail, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. So. I like that. Uh, the good news, the good news for you, Mike, is that uh, where did I put it? Um, I actually, you know what? It's on the other side of the shop. I actually found the fan fold, the blue core foam. So if we have to make a tail this year, you don't have to make it out of that thick. Actually, that stuff was nice and stiff, which helped it. It I don't don't think we supported it, Jay. Didn't we just do it straight? I think so. No, no. No, I think think we threw a dowel in there. I don't think we put anything in it. If we did, we just taped it on the bottom. Because I don't remember. You know, maybe we did dig a channel out, a little bit of a channel, and put some. But it wasn't like a big piece of fiber. It was small. No, no, no. It was like something, I mean, quite literally. I think we grabbed some scrap piece of wood or, or a dowel or whatever. Like a we chop yeah. or something. I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. We'll have to look. I we didn't get too technical it. with it. Yeah, we didn't. We just you know, we didn't work. use the finest carbon created by 15 Germans <laughs> yeah. in a secret lab in the Alps. You know, I thought about that, though. That's a good idea. Next time, you know, last time we went to Home Depot and tried to figure it out. This time we're going to the Chinese food trying to figure out how to do one of the because, you know, we got chopsticks, we got soy sauce, we got, you know, wasabi. You got to be able to do something with soy sauce, don't mustard. you think? Got yeah. it. You got to be a able to do A couple of noodles. And we get a meal. Yeah, a cup of noodles. So you got some foam there, right? And they give you those little foam takeout things. So I'm pretty sure if we Just go to, to, go to dinner, we'll have a plane. I like it. That's it. It's kind of like a Happy Meal yeah, only for, for the Chinese channel. food restaurant. Dude, that would be an awesome challenge <laughs> to go out, go out to, to a some restaurant, restaurant to, like a Chinese. And come back with enough parts to make a plane. Come back with enough parts to build an airplane. <laughs> We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to make the that flying egg carton. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all I'm yeah. gonna get is high blood pressure. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. So, actually, you know what we should do, uh, and our our um, our listeners can comment, but maybe we should do something like that and then challenge the e uh, flight. Or not e-flight, but the uh, the uh, test flight guys. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, the Park Fire Podcast guys are you know challenging you guys to do a fast food, you know, plane foam airplane yeah. deal, plane bill from fast food containers. Because <laughs> you you know I mean you know come on you guys would, I guarantee you those guys would come up with something amazing. They made a toilet fly for crying out loud. <laughs> well, but, they uh, made a pizza box anyway, fly, so you know that's worked, right? Yes, and that is true. And you know what? That is a fast food restaurant. So if you went to uh, you know a pizza place and you got a pizza box, it's not very original because it's been done before. But hey, you could you could be the winner. Cause, Jay, you, you had that roundy uh, looking plane that you used to fly. Um, oh yeah, you could you could make that out of a ton of different things. Yeah, uh, pizza. Is that the pink one with the smiley face? 
Uh, it, I think it did have a was smiley it? face, but it, it, I think it was a round plane. Um, it, was, it was definitely oh, fan fold. Was fold was that cor- huh? No, I thought it was a coreplast. Oh, no, but it was fan fold, wasn't it? I thought it was coreplast, but it, yeah. yeah, it was, it was yeah. a blue fan fold, and it was it was painted uh, it was painted uh, orange or yellow yeah. Yeah. or something. It had two yeah, big right. eyeballs on it. Yep, yep. And you know why I know that? Because that sat in my house for almost five years. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he's not bitter. Where is it now? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, obviously, he doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you brought it down and said, "Here you go," or or you gave it to me to bring it down, or you something like that. But I I flown that airplane. Yeah. Now it's been years because I was at the Gil- you know when I was down at Gilbert, I flew it at the Gilbert Quiet Flyers. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I remember flying that thing. Yeah, that's uh, kind of like caught in the wind. The, 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 a a good challenge would be something like a cardboard challenge. You know, making a plane out of cardboard. That'd be good. You know, yeah. now that the plane's I've done that too, by the way. I did that too. I made the, uh, I made a cardboard airplane, and I could not figure out why it wasn't flying. What was it? I mean, we got what, it. To what, fly. what did you have to finally do? Heavy. Well, I, I would have been better at it. Used a way bigger motor oh. because the cardboard was so freaking yeah. heavy. Hey, that's a that's the thing you got to keep. I tried everything. I tried the Dollar Tree foam. I you know I went to a cardboard because I was thinking it was the. What they call those, Jay? The stealth fighters. Yeah. And, uh, and that actually, was, I, I be, that was a good, great design. Oh, yeah. I still, I think I still have one or two, maybe. Or at least, I don't know. Some, somewhere, I don't know where all my blue core foam stuff went. <laughs> Look at Jay's face. Because <laughs> I found what? out, I'm like unpacking all my stuff. I'm like, man, I had a whole bunch of blue core stuff in here, and I have nowhere. But my wife hands me this bag, and it's a one-gallon bag full of, like, 55 servos, rods, all that stuff. Oh, goes, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> no, I remember. Maybe I'll okay. So what? So ah, I knew they wouldn't. Okay, I, I knew they wouldn't. The story. Like, so I don't get it. What yeah, happened? So when I went, when I went, Mike had COVID, right? And I had to go down to his house to help him right. move, right? So when I got there and all those planes and all that stuff was there, I knew that the, it would not serve. Those planes would not survive. Sitting in the in the uh, storage. True. So I stripped I stripped everything. I stripped all those planes of everything they had. Okay. Put them in bags. Put them in store. You know. So I had to put everything in it and said, "Up, oh, here's all here's all the gear." But the planes got to go because they wouldn't last. Oh, so yeah. you just threw them out? Yeah, I Hold just on. I just trashed it all for the most part. Sans gear. Okay, so yeah, and, and I was unpacking everything, you know. So I, I get in my shop and I'm like, man, I thought I had a bunch of blue core foam airplanes. And my wife goes, yeah, I think you did. Here you go. <laughs> Here they are, every one of them. Look at all the motors, servos. I mean, <laughs> there are literally like 100, you know, nine gram servos in there, landing gear. Anyway, she's like, and I'm looking at this bag, and I'm like, I don't remember having this bag full of parts. Where did I get all these parts? I mean, I got, like, you know, controllers and just the whole thing. And I'm just like, some of this stuff is really tiny, too. Motor mounts, hacker motor. Anyway, then I started, like, putting two and two together and realized that, Oh, Jay came down here and packed all those things and probably stripped all that blue corn. Now it's in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Decisions Especially had to be made. Especially since he saw the, well, and I had the, uh, you know, the fan fold stuff is sitting, oh, there it is over there. 
It's uh, it's sitting over here against the. Uh, well, I can't turn. I can see the box. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Right yeah. there. I see it. So yeah, right next to the box. There it is. Anyway, um, so I had all that, and I'm sure Jay was like, "Oh, pfft, he can build all these things in a matter of minutes." So I'll just give him all the parts. So, but it was kind of funny because I, you know, unpacking all my stuff, I was kind of like, hmm, I could have sworn I had more things. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to find some other things, Mike, as you keep unpacking. <laughs> so, yes, we have. <laughs> why? Why did he do this? Why is this in the? Why is this in the? Uh, best uh, so the like, funny part, and I know, right? And we and we're getting close. We got to go. But uh, the funny thing is, my father and I were unpacking a box today in the in the garage. And so it says right on it, motorcycle helmets, shoes, you know, it has this big list of stuff, and it's definitely in Jay's handwriting. So I was like, ah, this must go with some motorcycle stuff. I don't know what's in here. So I pick it up, and when I do, I hear this chinka, 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 and I'm like, wait, that does not sound like motorcycle shoes and helmets. That has like a metallic ring to it. I cut the box, open it up, because I was just going to set it by the motorcycle stuff and get to it later. I open it up. It's all my map gas, the uh, <laughs> these containers of propane, and I'm like, that looks nothing like what's on the outside of the box, Jay. Thank you, you know what that means? Much. You know what that means? That yeah, means that that was a box that he helped you move the last time that held your motorcycle gear so. in it, and he wrote that on it. So, yeah, a box that's been sitting around my house. Yeah, for exactly. Many or it, it is uh, motorcycle stuff because you can't put map gas and store it in storage. So that is true. Maybe something like that. It could have been, and actually, that was probably smart on you. I'm going with my first thing. Hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with gotcha. my first thing. I like to go with my gut. Yeah, because what Jason illegal. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, we've kind of come to the end of our hour. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys spending this time. Uh, please, if you uh, have a chance, uh, Facebook page, uh, go to Mike Calloway's page, and, uh, you know, share your thoughts. Uh, or give us uh, an, an email at uh, the Park Flyer Podcast, uh, Park Flyer Podcast at gmail.com, and, uh, and let us know. It was always fun to uh, be around him. We're going to miss him. Uh, but we're looking forward to uh, the tribute at the Electric Festival. Fantastic. So, uh, guys, getting ready? I mean, it's right around the right corner. Right around the corner. We're looking at uh, a few weeks. Well, I re-registered my uh, my trailer. I cleaned my trailer, so I'm ready to come. Good. All right. Well, from uh, I'm Michael from Arizona. Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm AK Mike in Texas. All right. We'll see you in Let's two weeks. Fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>